0: Now before we hop into this episode I need to address all the folks out there who are saying it's rough out here in these dating streets. If you're tired of dating and feeling like there's a shortage of quality options, I get it. The struggle's real. That's why I'm excited to get you hip to Carpe DM, the ultimate game changer for successful accomplished black singles. Say goodbye to swiping. Carpe DM is not your average dating app. They take exclusivity to a whole new level with a meticulous vetting process including a thorough background check. Why? Because they believe in offering you a dating experience that comes with peace of mind. No more settling for less. It's time to elevate your dating game. To see for yourself, you can head to CarpeDMDating.com and use the code RelationshipRestore to get a free matchmaker consultation to kickstart your journey to finding genuine connections. Yep, you heard me. Your personal matchmaker is just a click away. So no more excuses and no more complaints about the dating scene being too rough. We crack the code for you seize the opportunity at carpe dmdating.com. that's c-a-r-p-e-d-m dating.com and claim your free matchmaker consultation your path to meaningful connection starts now don't just date date with a purpose carpe diem where relationships are restored
1: it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper
0: hey guys welcome back to our real, real love scenario. scenario real love scenario Ooh, Yeah. Ooh. Back with another week and we're excited. Um, Rhonda, how are you doing? We actually, for those who are listening, you can't see us, but we look really good today. Okay. We do.
2: Okay. Go ahead on the YouTube and get get with it. We did. We, we did. did. We did. We doing that thing today. You know, we, we did. We came from a little outing. We did to support
0: our great friend.
2: Yes, demona,
0: demona. Don't call me white
2: girl. Yes. Um, who hosted a comedy um comedy event tonight so that was fun yeah we had a good time
0: i need i'm in baltimore all the time now it's crazy
2: y'all just need to get a little spot here
0: don't know about that okay
2: well it's fine
0: no pressure (laughs) maybe somewhere in the middle but
2: no no pressure i don't know
0: about all the way here but no but let's say baltimore has been good to me yes i'm good though yeah great how was your thanksgiving
2: oh it was not great
0: oh wow oh yeah
2: i was sick yeah i was home alone oh yeah (laughs) so you
0: didn't even do the stuff with your mom at all nothing no i was
2: too sick to be around my mom um and my mom does not play like even if it's not COVID, she does not care she's like "Mm -mm, you jeremy you gotta you gotta you gotta be alone in a few weeks yes for sure Mm. so and i also just wouldn't want to go around her and make her sick yeah Or anyone. So um, Wednesday I was, I woke up and it was just like, nope, you are not. And Tuesday I was fine. Like I had no light symptoms on Tuesday. Wednesday morning, it was just, it came over me like a ton of bricks. And I worked on Wednesday, but by the time I was finished, dog, whole body just shut down. Like I was exhausted. I was in bed by like 8.30.
0: So it was just ink and miracle Breathing in the fumes, at correct, that
2: and they are just fine. They're doing well. <laughs> <laughs> they don't seem to be for sick those who at don't all. know. Those are Rhonda's dogs. Yes, those are Slash my children. Yes, those are my children. babies. <laughs> the they held me down, but shout out to all of my friends who offered to bring me stuff. Um, my sister who sent me a pan of my favorite macaroni and cheese that she makes, and I cooked myself a little dinner. It was fine. It was awesome, but it wasn't what I expected. I can see that. Yes. How was your Thanksgiving?
0: My Thanksgiving was good. Ironically, my mom caught COVID. So she canceled Thanksgiving excuse me, Thanksgiving at her house, seven in the morning was like, Hey, so I took a test just to be sure, have COVID. Sorry guys. So yeah, yeah, so we couldn't go over there, but luck not luckily, but I always have like my dad's side of the family and my mom's side of the family. So we always start at my mom's house and then I go to my uncle's house, which is my dad's side of the family. So they still had their Thanksgiving. And my uh-huh. cousin, who normally cooks all the time, she was in Japan for, like, three years, and now she was back.
2: Okay. So she,
0: like, did a whole spread, macaroni and cheese, double eggs, lamb Ooh. chops, turkey. Like, it Ooh. was, everything was... It's the lamb chops for me.
2: I love chops. when people cook things that aren't the normal Traditional, beans, yeah, Greens, yeah. potatoes, tomatoes. You do, some, do some other stuff. <laughs> I appreciate
0: that. Nah, lamb chops were, were, were banging. And then, like, a rum cake. It mm. was just... It was, it was really good. Damn,
2: she gonna be here next year. Uh, I hope so. Call, let me know. I'm
0: available. <laughs> May run it back Christmas.
2: Yeah, let's let me know. I'm well, available. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but we hope everybody had a great time over the holidays yes. and that you enjoyed spending time with your family and friends and truly a time, even though I don't know if the inception was really about. You know, it wasn't. It was a little. It wasn't. Little, little we, we're past. calling
2: this a day of thanks. But
0: I hope you give thanks to every thing that you're or for everything that you're thankful for. I'm thankful for you and for this platform for you, that we built and the opportunities and great things that we have ahead. But, Absolutely. um Yeah, all the listeners. I hope you enjoyed it. And also, haven't said this recently.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Please leave us a review. Yes. Cause I feel like we were doing great. Shout out to all the real lovers. Y'all
2: showing off now.
0: Real lovers, I mean, they they go hard for us. The so real lovers, for sure. And we were at a, you know, going at a good pace. And now, let me see, we kind of capped out on Apple at like one fifty.
2: Come on, y'all. We can get to two. We can get to two hundred. Two hundred. See, want, Tell a friend to tell a friend. You wrote the review. Be like, look, it only took me two seconds. It's
0: the holidays. Go take your friend's phone, your little niece's phone, because now kids got iPhones now.
2: Yeah. And
0: just you know, take it, go to podcast. They wouldn't even know what happened.
2: Not at all. Easy peasy. I'm with Dre. Just in case you didn't know, I'm with Dre. What he said
0: means a lot to us. Yes. Um. But let's get into it. Let's. Let's first start with our real life. Name name generator, Rhonda. What what have you decided on at this point? <laughs>
2: name generator Rhonda is ridiculous. <laughs> name generator. Um, I think we're going to go with real life scenario.
0: Real life scenarios. I like it. Okay. Yes. Real life scenarios. Real
2: life scenarios. Okay.
0: So what we're going to talk about today, um, as you guys know, there's this lady. Don't know if you ever heard of her. Okay. um Her name is Michelle Obama. Oh yes, I've heard of her. Her ring a bell a little bit? Yes. Yo, yes. that's funny. <laughs> it was funny. This is a sidebar, but I was watching something with Kevin Hart. You know who Stephen A. Smith is. He's yes. like, a, and he he told Stephen a., Stephen A. Smith was telling the story how people was coming up to him, mm-hmm. and he was like, "You are not famous." He was like, "You're snap finger famous." You're what's that guy's name <laughs> ah, i know what's it what's his name ah,
2: and that's what i just from that thing jokingly <laughs> did about michelle obama yes. snap finger famous yes. they don't know she you they just absolutely not snap finger famous. not at all no not by a long shot we not love her that is my first lady on period Only i like one Jill, we
0: know and recognize but
2: girl it's michelle for me
0: yes Um, But we're going to talk about a post that she made. Rhonda, do you mind reading it? Do you have it up?
2: I don't mind. Yeah, I will. I will jump to it. Um, I thought it was very um, telling and interesting. Um, So let's share. She says, as an adult, I've lived in a number of places. But as far as I'm concerned, I've only ever had one real home. My home is my family. My home is Barack.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I want a home. For those hey, who don't know she's married to barack obama yes.
2: yes um but here's the thing our marriage has never been perfectly 50 50. one of us is always needing more or giving more we have to be willing to listen to each other honestly and without defensiveness only then can we evolve together over the years a lot of young people have asked me about marriage and my response usually goes something like this You have to prepare yourself for long stretches of discord and discomfort. You have to learn how to make real compromises in the way you've lived as an individual. Glamorizing a relationship while you're dating will lead you straight to difficulty once you're married. You can't paper over problems when you're living with someone day in and day out. So you've got to ask yourself, what are you trying to get out of this relationship? Have you truly thought it through? Do you want a wedding or do you want a lifelong partnership? Those are two very different things. Yes. So
0: what do you think about that?
2: I mean, as a person who is unmarried and never been married, um, I thought it was really valuable advice. Yeah. Um, and it's advice that I've certainly heard before that um, and her and Barack have been married for Jesus, I think almost 30 years, like mm-hmm. over 20 years, um, I thought it was great advice. Now, I have been in relationships, and I agree that it's never perfectly 50-50. Um, somebody's always getting, needing more for or thus, sure. I agree with that. I think the only part that was a little concerning was you have to prepare yourself for long stretches of discord and discomfort. I know for a fact any relationship is going to have discord and discomfort, not even just marriages, any any relationship. Nine times out of ten, you're going to have some challenges. But long stretches is just like, how are we defining long? And like when you say discord and discomfort, is it like that all day for those stretches of time? Like so it's long a year and then that whole year we are uncomfortable And at odds and just not in a good spot, um, that's scary. I mean, I feel like, like, in all transparency, that's a little scary for me. That we would be in a bad place for a significant amount of time. And because your vows say, like, for better or worse, till death do you part – oh lord like it is it's a lot to consider when thinking about marriage and Mm -hmm. a lifelong partnership because i certainly want that i want a wedding and a lifelong partnership but my partnership is more important than my wedding so i don't know that part was interesting for Mm -hmm. me what did you think about it
0: i completely agree i think that the 50 percent, like i I tell this debris all the time like everything isn't 50 50 yeah it will all balance itself out Mm -hmm. like fairness all those things um everything in a, in a partnership relationship balance itself out yeah. and there'll be times to where you'll have to support me more there'll be times I have to support you more there'll mm-hmm. be times to where you'll be doing more because you're better at that thing and there'll be times I'll be doing more cuz I'm better at that yeah. thing yeah. um i believe in relationships people leading specific areas if you're better than mm-hmm. somebody at that if you as a woman are better than me at finances you should help lead that space cuz you know yeah. more than me um but when it comes to the discomfort thing i think sometimes when you enter in a partnership somebody who's your partner may go along with something that you want to do, mm-hmm. but that doesn't make it easy for them to yeah. go through it, you know? And I think when I think of their particular situation, I know, and I've read a, lot, a few of Obama's books and mm-hmm. always wondered, especially as I got into a relationship, like, how's Michelle doing with this? Cause they had kids, they had Sasha and Malia, they oh, had, yeah. you know, yeah. and I think it's tough in their situation because you have this man who you probably, well, I'll say this a lot of times too, in relationships. A lot of things that you love about the person are also the things that cause issue in the relationship too. Mm -hmm. And I realize that like, for me, it's like, I love Bree's spontaneity and how funny she is and how open she is. But that also drives me crazy when it comes to certain things that I'm like, you got to think logically. And I see that happen over throughout a relationship. So I think that, She probably loved Barack for his ambition Mm -hmm. and his wanting to do good for people and all these different things. But it probably also drives her crazy Mm -hmm. because it's like, well, I understand your ambition and the things you want to do, but we got a whole family here. (laughs) We got bills to pay. We got student loans Mm -hmm. and volunteering at this thing right here ain't paying the bills or supporting you through an election is getting you home at 11 o'clock at night or sometimes you're on the road and you're not here we got two kids and i'm here by myself
2: yes i know that's and funny enough you're like <laughs> speculating but that's that's actually true yeah. she has candidly and very honestly talked about him deciding to run for president was she was not with it she was not for that at first like yeah. boy, what are you crazy like I, no I, told you I read
0: the books and that's because <laughs> he ran for senate Mm -hmm. like he ran for chicago legislation Mm -hmm. for a while like he won and then lost or lost and then won and then think of her she's like okay you won cool now he has bigger ambitions Mm -hmm. i want to run for u.s senate and she's like another election and this is even bigger and then when he ran for the senate at they were finally like okay you're a senator making good money yeah things are good Mm -hmm. like We're solid. And she
2: still got to do her thing. She still got to be the lawyer that she was being and all.
0: We're still making money. We're making great money. Mm -hmm. Starting to knock out these student loans. Like, let's just stay here for a little while. Like, you're in the Senate. I think that's four years, Mm -hmm. I think. Either two or four. But you have some some stability there in the Senate. And then I think it was a year in the Senate or so, president. And it's like, yo. (laughs) And the thing is that, like, For some people, certain positions in life can seem glamorous. But for her, it's like you would think, oh, first lady is amazing and all these perks. And I'm sure that there are moments in that to where she enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. um, Of course. And, you know, loved the experience to a certain extent. But there had to be times of discomfort because that was not her dream. That was not what she wanted. That was her in a marriage supporting Mm -hmm. him. Yes. And although and I think sometimes people have to look. At the difference between When you're in partnership With somebody looking When it comes to like Mm 50-50 You have to look at the difference Between partnership and like career yeah while though it may like seem seem like he was doing more in his career Mm -hmm. in the actual partnership she was probably doing more
2: absolutely absolutely. you
0: know what i'm saying but people look at and be like oh he used to be president and Mm -hmm. you got it but it's like okay yeah in his career he has a lot on his plate but when you talk about me and you Mm -hmm. when it comes to this partnership who's giving more to this partnership at what time and our responsibilities I'm giving a lot more.
2: Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Like literally so much more that I'm sure there were times where she very much did not necessarily feel married. Although yeah. I am married, like you're not here. Like you're you're not just at the office. Like, you no, know, you actually running the whole country, country that we live in. Like you can't be here. Like, and you live, we live where you work. Like the, the White House is truly the the, the the house, but it's also the office. Mm-hmm. It is everything. So it's like people can just come in here and get you and take you out of here, like out of our quarters, out of our house and just be like, you got to get on a call or something's going on in this country or something's going. On. So I'm sure it was. Um, and as she said, very candidly, it was very difficult to be in that role, especially as an ambitious career woman who is very accomplished in her own rights to give up what you have worked very hard on to to support him.
0: Yeah, or somebody who's just a private person. A lot of people don't want that limelight. And mm-hmm. it's and they often say that the people who don't want it are the people who are best suited for it. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it's like Having somebody all up in your business, having somebody talk about your hair and how you wear it and why you wear it that way, and it's like the
2: hatred. It
0: is. It's, it's mm-hmm. all that spotlight on you that can be just difficult, and especially when you know that wasn't your ambition or dream. You're true. being supportive of the person that you're with. So true. So I can understand how that you know represented weigh,
2: like a long stretch
0: can weigh on you and we- represent mm-hmm. a long stretch for her. But I also, like I said, going back to what I said in partnership, how you know it it can really just weigh on you as a person and although you agree with what your partner is saying that they want to do that doesn't mean there won't be discomfort there won't be moments of frustration there won't be moments that i lash out and like yell and be like why why am i doing this like Mm -hmm. that's part of the road of just as being on you know that road with your partner it's gonna be uncomfortable it's not saying that you're not there to support but you're gonna have moments to where you question it i mean even for me owning a business and i've called you sometimes it's like entrepreneurship is great 90% Ninety percent of the time, I love it, but sometimes that ten percent where I'm like,
2: "Oh, put me after this." <laughs> like,
0: I'm done. I'm looking for a job. I'm about to go fill out an application right now. I'm done with it. I'm mm-hmm. done. Yeah, I'm done. It's a lot of responsibility. It's a lot of responsibility. It's a lot of
2: responsibility. Uh, and be clear when I said that it's like a little interesting for me. It's not that I don't expect that because even though you're on a journey together, you're still two individual people yeah. that have your own individual goals that you hope, like you said, your partner will support but I think even in the midst of discomfort or discord as long as that's not the totality of our relationship during that time like okay using Michelle and Barack as a perfect example really quickly yes you're pursuing presidency you get into the White House like I don't really want to be here but we do still have good times like we are still having dinner together. We are still having jokes and having some time to ourselves, or we still get to giggle and laugh at the kids or with the kids, or we do still get to do fun things. Or now we like meeting people that we never would have thought we would have met. Like Mm -hmm. Jay-Z over here, just talking to us like we friends. And two years ago, I was just a regular lawyer in Chicago. Like there are some fun perks and greatness to this. And that's all I'm saying. Like when I, when I first read it, I was like, damn, like, And I think it's also because I put on it what I know to be true of some people that I know where it's like, no, like y'all haven't liked each other at all for six years and you're still married. Like every day for six years, it basically sucks. And y'all are like, well, you know, this is what marriage is all about. And I'm like, I don't think so. I don't think every day for 10 years or five years or two years is supposed to be bad. Not every single day. So It was great advice. Yeah, it was great advice, and I think everybody's marriage obviously looks different and works differently. But I just don't want to be in a marriage where I have to prep myself to like dislike you for years.
0: Yeah, I I think it's more (laughs) of, I think in their situation, which is probably the difference in how you should deal with these situations, is it was more situational than it was like her. I probably I I'm thinking probably not loving him or liking him. Mm-hmm. It was just more situational. Yeah. If our situation was different, I would be happier. Yeah. Versus like I feel like some people don't like the person that they're with. Like right. they just can't stand them. They get on mm-hmm. their nerves. And then it's like, yeah, that's an issue if you don't like somebody for four or five years. Yes. But if you don't like the situation that you're in, then you know, that's a little bit more understandable. Yeah. And that can cause issues between you two. So mm-hmm. for
2: sure. For yeah. sure. Thanks. Thanks, Auntie Shell.
0: Shout out we to love y'all. you. <laughs> Hopefully, one day. Yes. Yeah, We're so going to we speak it. Let's manifest it. Please.
2: This. We would love to have you and our forever president.
0: Yes. Oh, that would be sick. We're so going to cool. have the Obamas on here.
2: It's going to happen.
0: We're going to have them on here manifesting that.
2: It's just happening, just like that. Yep. We said it from our perspective. Wherever lips to they want God's us to here. come to,
0: <laughs> we will be there.
2: <laughs> look, look, we, where the camera's at?
0: Wherever. We there. Wherever you need us to day, be. Whatever day,
2: whatever location. <laughs> We'll be there. Don't worry about it. We'll take the test. We'll go to the background because you know if they permanently. Yeah. Yep, yep, no problem. I was at the White House with y'all before. You don't remember me? It's okay, <laughs> but I can get through. I'm just telling you that to tell you that I can come to talk to y'all.
0: Yes, we can. The background's
2: clear. Everything's fine. Everything's good. Yes. Okay. So let's get into this week's scenario. All right. Um, this person wants to be anonymous. Like, yes, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> Emphasize it. No problem, love. Okay. It says I've been married for over five. Years but less than 10, and this is the second marriage for myself and my husband. We are in our 40s. My husband spends just about every second of the day on his phone. We both work full time with weekends off. He's not doing one specific thing on his phone, he's just on social media or YouTube or whatever. He's on his phone doing what he enjoys doing. I feel he's emotionally unavailable, but we also don't have sex. I've been in therapy for some time now to get myself together due to depression and anxiety i was never like this before we got together i was a very confident and self-sufficient individual not so much anymore i feel lonely sad ugly at times rejected and unloved my love language is touch and i've and i'm never touched by my husband I don't know what to do. In the past, he has cheated, but not physically that I know of. Talking inappropriately to women online and also showing explicit videos of himself online to women. I've been doing things that he asked of me to strengthen our marriage, but once things are getting better, they really aren't. Things just seem to continue as if I don't exist. Minus all of that, he financially takes care of us and our future seems great. I'm so confused and I'm not sure what to do.
0: Mm.
2: Anonymous, thank you for writing in. Thank you for writing in. We really appreciate it.
0: You have a place you want to start here? <laughs> or
2: I just I just want to say that I feel like this is such a perfect scenario in conjunction with what we just talked about with Michelle Obama's post mm-hmm. about marriage and these stretches of time where things are uncomfortable. and I do not I d I don't I don't really know exactly where to begin um because there's there's several issues here there's infidelity there is um neglect on the husband's part you know from him always being on his phone to them not having sex um and then there's also her being in therapy and all these things so it's it's so many places to go so i literally don't know where to begin here i feel really bad for her
0: yeah really bad um so a few things with this I know that sometimes there could be a disconnect Mm -hmm. and I know that from being in a relationship and being married that sometimes things can, you can have different perspectives or outlooks on what's actually happening. Mm -hmm. Of course. Like even with her saying every single second he's on his phone. Right i'm sure it's not every single second but even if she communicates it to him in that way to her view and her perspective it seems like he's always on his phone all the time to him he may not even think that he's on his phone that much
2: sure mm-hmm.
0: you know it's just that sometimes there could just be a disconnect there's been plenty of times where brie was like every time you do this and i'm like
2: with the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere
0: plus that may happen four times this year Mm -hmm. but you say every time i do this then this happens and it's like it's not every time Mm -hmm. but you just look at it differently Mm -hmm. or whenever you are ready to do something it may pop up in your head and there may be an issue and you equate Mm -hmm. that to always happening all the time Mm -hmm. so i think that that's one thing is first you know them identifying like what is how much is on his phone? What is always on his phone? What is that? Mm -hmm. But from what I think, I think the underlying theme here is there seems to be a level of comfortability Mm -hmm. that he has. Mm -hmm. And I guess we could talk about this, that a lot of times, and I see from talking to women, some women who have kids, some women who are married, that if a man is providing Mm -hmm. and doing that well, and you are, benefiting from the fruits of his labor mm-hmm. sometimes he sees that as being enough mm-hmm. and especially if you are in a position where a lot of what he does support your lifestyle mm-hmm. it's almost as if how dare you complain or like what are you really complaining about right Everything or, you or if want you, is taken care of. Or if you want to complain about me, how about I start taking stuff away and let's see how you do with that. Mm-hmm. It's like you want me to be all up in your face. You want me to do this. You want me to do that. This is how I relax. I like to look at my phone. I like to do this. Like, let me relax. I'm taking care of everything. You don't seem to have an issue with me doing X, Y, and Z when you swiping that card or you doing that thing. So mm-hmm. I feel like that seems to be a theme sometimes with some men that once they feel like they provide, they feel like, you know, that they deserve a certain level, a certain pass, if you will. Yeah. And I think to a certain extent, that could be a thing. But Mm -hmm. what's your thoughts on that? Do you feel like that there is something to that, to where if you are providing that you should, with that balance of 50-50, that if you're providing in this way, that there's certain responsibilities and obligations shouldn't necessarily be on you?
2: No. I don't. I don't. I mean, I think obviously every relationship is designed differently and whatever y'all agree to, cool. But I think deciding who takes care of the finances or does the heavy lifting, like she's saying, he basically pays for everything. That is a choice and and a decision that you guys made. And I think that is its own category to some degree like you pay for these things you take care of our our household financially because you can because you want to now if there are things that you would like in this relationship you would like for me to do you would like for me to show up doing more often or whatever those are separate that is not you get that because you pay the bills. You get that because I love you and I chose you and this is what you're asking for and I want to accommodate you. You don't get that because you pay the mortgage or because you pay all of the bills. Um, I do think it's, it's partnership. And so, yes, obviously you have to do something to participate in your relationship. You can't just be like, well, he paid all the bills and I get to just do nothing. But I think when you start almost putting a monetary value on how you show up in your relationship, I think that's just a dangerous, very, very slippery slope. Because what happens if he can't? What happens if something happens and he can't pay the mortgage? Are you then now like, well, when you were paying the mortgage, that's when I cooked every night. Well, you don't pay the mortgage no more, so I'm not doing that anymore. I think it's just, it's it's like you're paying for services within your own relationship. And I think inherently, yes, that is what is sometimes happening. But I wouldn't make that like a front facing thing like, oh, he pays the bills. So I'm gonna let him be on his phone for six hours, eight hours out of the day when he's at home with us. Nah, I'm not. You paying the bills is his own thing. It's in his own category that I love, appreciate, and thankful for all the things. Yeah. But when you are doing things I don't like, that's not going to make me not address it with you because you, you pay the bills.
0: So I see, I see this from two ways. So I'm not mm-hmm. saying I disagree. I agree mm-hmm. with you to mm-hmm. a certain extent, but- I think that there's a certain level of a a way of approaching and having conversations or a way of approaching someone who is actually the breadwinner to the point that they're, they're paying for everything or supplying Mm -hmm. everything. Right. Um, Because I don't care what anybody says. Your relationship could be great. Everything could be cool, but mm-hmm. money makes the world go round. If Absolutely. you don't have money, you mm-hmm. won't be able to take vacations. You won't be able to go to dinners. You mm-hmm. won't be able to live in the house. You won't be able to have a cell phone a bill. Any, Nothing. Like, so the person who is providing financially, and mm-hmm. if there is in this situation, a situation where the man is actually providing everything for you guys from a financial standpoint, that is a huge burden that he is taking on. Of course. And I think that, In that case, how you communicate with somebody who's in that space needs to be in a way that isn't super confrontational and you have to figure out the the proper way to communicate. Because if I'm sitting here working and paying for everything and then I come home and it's just nag, 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 nag. nag, As soon as I come home, I feel like somebody like that will start to shut you out and be Mm -hmm. like, yo, I'm doing all this for our family because I am bearing a responsibility. Mm -hmm. I have a part to play and I'm playing my part very well. It sounds like. Mm -hmm. And if I come home and everything that you're laying on me, is just a complaint about me and what I'm not Mm -hmm. doing. Then I'm going to shut you out and I'm going to start doing the thing. And sometimes you'll do, you'll meet men who aren't cheaters. Mm -hmm. So they won't cheat on you to a certain extent. Like she said, he never physically cheated. Mm -hmm. Right. So he won't cheat on you physically with anybody. Because maybe there is some integrity in there. He doesn't feel like that's that's right to do. Mm-hmm. But he just will be like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I provide it. I'm paying for the things. I'm making sure my family has the home and whatever that they need. Mm-hmm. But I can't stand to be in this space right now with you because every time I'm in it, you're just on me about every single thing. Mm-hmm. So not saying that there shouldn't be way you shouldn't communicate problems or issues, but being more cognizant of and this is not necessarily man to woman it's any if the woman was in the same position where she's going to work every day and you're at home not doing nothing mm-hmm. or you're at home not financially contributing mm-hmm. when she gets home like just piling stuff on her after she spent a whole day at work mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i'm saying like making sure that we good mm-hmm. that will mm-hmm. shut somebody off and it's mm-hmm. like Either they'll look and be like, well, I need to find somebody who can take the load off with me yeah. or I'll do what I'm supposed to do in this partnership, but fun, all that stuff. Like, I want to go somewhere where I'm not like constantly bombarded by questions and this and that. Yeah. So that's just one side of it. Mm-hmm. Not saying that there isn't the other side of still having to be responsible, still having to be present in your relationship, still yeah. having to battle through things. That's another thing. But there is that side of it to where somebody can like drag you down after you've already been you know pulling a lot to try to
2: absolutely but see this is why i say it's a dangerous slope right because if i am in a relationship with you know with someone and i or they are doing all of the financial lifting and they are the provider which Um, I I really hope that we really just somehow normalize understanding that providing is more than money. Right. Providing is more than going to work and paying the bills. That is a tangible means of providing that is valuable. That is. Listen, I'll be clear. I will take it happily. Okay, (laughs) so I don't want nobody to get that twisted. But that's not the only way. You're not a provider if that's the only thing you provide to your household that you provide financial support. But I wouldn't call you a provider if that's all you contribute. But when you say like, oh, if I do all of that and you're at home, like just taking care of the home or doing whatever it is you do at home, you expect, I guess, more grace or more um, uh, like less nagging because I do all of that. But then what about the man who is not the full-on financial provider? Are we now making room to say, well, he deserves his ass to be bust a little bit when he get in the house? I mean, he only paying 50% of the bills. He doesn't deserve to be nagged either if he's doing what he's supposed to do. That's the design of the partnership that he pays 50, you pay 50. He pays 60, you pay 40, whatever it is. No one deserves to be browbeaten or dumped on after a very long day at work. Whether you are paying all the bills or half of them or 25% of them, I think that's why I say it gets tricky because then you start designing what you deal with and what you don't deal with or how you talk to a person, or how you don't talk to them. You base it all on what money's coming into the house. And so if the money dynamics start to change and then the activity towards me starts to change, like now I'm getting broke. Let's say something happens to me, I lose my job. Now you feel like, well, shit, you ain't got no money. I talk to you crazy. Get your broke ass. No,
0: I think it's... Wash these dishes, sir. I I think it's just a natural dynamic of people. Like, logically, you know, it may not make sense. But the dynamic is, is if I'm working and you're not working, and when I get home, if I'm taking care of everything financially, and I get Mm -hmm. home and you're nagging me as soon as I get in... I'm gonna feel some type of way mm-hmm. and it's gonna because I feel like I'm pulling a lot of the weight that's supporting us and where we are. Mm-hmm. If we both leave to go to work every day and we come back home and you're discussing with me things about the household and stuff like that, it's gonna feel and seem and be taken different differently if you weren't doing anything. We're both contributing and it sounds bad to say like you both have a say to a certain extent, mm-hmm. but human nature that's just how it feels and i feel like it's not just a man woman thing if a woman was in the opposite position you would feel the same way um and i know that too because i'm not that type of person i'm the type of person like when i met brie you have student loans like those are student loans like these Mm -hmm. like i've always been about partnership i'm always about partnership i don't believe in separate accounts like as far as like building things like you have your own private money buy gifts do do whatever but like when we're building together we're Doing everything together Pulling mm-hmm, everything together mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But in the beginning of our relationship When I was taking care of Bree To a certain extent While she was trying to figure life out I did have to have a talk with her Because she wasn't in a great financial position I told her to move in with me I paid the rent I paid for the food I paid everything mm-hmm. And I'm like Lucky Land Casino Asking people What's the weirdest place You've gotten lucky
1: Lucky? In line at the deli I guess ha! in my dentist's office More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
2: I never win and tell.
1: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at
0: LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't think there's any reason I should come home and, like, the place is a mess like because there has to be a contribution Mm -hmm. in some way like if i'm paying for everything and i'm supplying the roof of our head and i'm working going to work every day and you're not working but then i come home every day and the place that's our home is a mess like no you should clean and vice versa if Mm -hmm. you were in the same situation you shouldn't come home to a place that's messy it's like or if that's just a big case of it but Mm -hmm. even if it's like yo you know you've been home for two days I was on vacation why isn't the trash taken out you were here for two days mm-hmm. you should have the trash all. the dishes should be clean yeah. I just think that balance is you and know. I feel
2: like those to me are those are the mechanics of the relationship and I agree like how you actually run the household those are the operations of the of the relationship agreed that's a decision that you have to talk about and come to together who's paying the bills who's who's heavy lifting paying the bills who's heavy lifting managing the household cleaning cooking Blah 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 blah, but not that's its own thing in my mind. The emotional and communication around what you are doing that I don't like, what you are doing that I do like, how we speak to one another that's in its own category. So, just because you don't pay all of the bills, I I don't ever want anyone to feel like that gives you means to talk to me crazy or or not be cognizant about how you approach conversations with me because you only pay half of the bills. There's no room for that. Like you should be in a partnership with someone that you are constantly thinking about how to approach this conversation with them.
0: I just feel like it's human nature. Well, I not that it's about it's not about money. Mm-hmm. It's about balance and we have these things that we need taken care of yes who's taking care of what and that there should be somewhat of a balance to that Mm -hmm. but i'm taking care of things financially Mm -hmm. and that's why the whole gender roles thing has was created because a lot of times men even legally were more allowed to earn more Mm -hmm. and go to work and go to school to get your education Mm -hmm. and all these different things. So therefore they brought in more money. So if I am making money, then doing things around the house, whether that is raising the kids, whether that is Mm -hmm. cooking, whether that's, that was the equal balance in those situations. So that's where those gender norms were really established. Yes. But now in 2022, when things are different and women are very capable of working and Mm -hmm. being high income earners, Mm -hmm. like it's not necessarily about, who makes more money. It's, it's just that balance. If you are making a lot of money in our household, these are the different things we need to do. We talked about it in another episode. We need to eat every day. Mm-hmm. We need to make sure the house is clean. We need mm-hmm. to make sure that the lawn is mowed. We need to get groceries. We need to do yep. all these responsibilities. If I'm at work from nine to five, and let's say you work four day 12 hour schedule so you have extra three days off when i have to work nine to five every day Mm -hmm. or maybe stay a little extra you will have more days off so getting groceries may be your responsibility and it's not about who financially makes more it's just about if i'm taking care of this somebody has to take care of this and that's the balance the issue is when somebody's taking care of this and then they then have to go on and do this too absolutely and that's when people are like Yo, like this is crazy. Like, why yeah. do I have to do
2: all of this work,
0: then take care of the kids, then put in the bed, then do this and mm-hmm. do, do
2: the? What you in here doing?
0: Yeah. What are, What are you doing? Yeah. It's okay if I make more money, but you're taking care of the other things because I know what you're doing. I I understand the value of yeah. what you're doing. I. But when I don't see what you're you're doing, and I I know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. but I don't see what the heck you doing. Yeah. That's when issues. No, occur. like
2: we a hundred percent agree on that thing. 100% of the way In this scenario though Anonymous is Being fully financially kept And it almost is like a thing of She feels emotionally detached And emotionally and physically neglected By her partner And it and it is potentially a situation Where because she is financially kept She's like Well I've brought these things up Or maybe I don't feel comfortable Because he takes care of everything So maybe I shouldn't be Feeling away about him Being on his phone all the time And then there's this misconception that like okay well he is the breadwinner and maybe he just needs that and it's like okay cool but how much of that do you need how much am i supposed to let you neglect me emotionally and physically because you pay the bills how far am i supposed to let that go on how much money do you get to pour into this household for me to be like all right stop right there because if you go any further then i can't tell you how i'm feeling
0: so question for you Mm -hmm. what this may be a weird question i was going to ask what does freedom mean to you mm. um that is a very broad question broad question mm-hmm. but i just you know i'm just gonna ask it. So what does freedom mean to you within the What's romantic your
2: space or just in general just
0: in general like what does freedom mean to you <laughs> like what do you think freedom truly is
2: Um, I mean, I'm not I'm not restricted by much of anything like there are rules around everything. But for the most part, I feel like I can make decisions and I can choose things without restriction. There's not some sort of heavy governing situation that says you cannot do this. I'm not bound by my feet or my hands. I'm free to move about the cabin, whatever that looks like. So I think that's a kind of generic, generic idea of freedom. So
0: do you feel like that's an important thing to have in every or I guess to strive for in every part of your life to a certain extent like whether that's career relationships almost like an independence or freedom from you know having to be
2: No, I mean, I I wouldn't say it's something that you should strive for in every situation because every situation is different. Some things you need to be bound to a person or a situation in order for it to be most successful. Using an example, like if we were playing a game of tug of war, if I decided that, oh, I'm so free and I'm so independent that that team over there is for them pulling the rope. But I got this because I'm free. I'm I'm put I'm a i am I can do this without a team. Well, that would be foolish. I actually need to be bound to them. I need to be connected to a team in order for me to have a fighting chance to win this. So no, I don't think that works for every single situation. It's like an employer. If you work for someone, you know, people say that's not full freedom. Okay, cool. But that may be what I need to do to put food on my table, to have insurance and different things for myself or my family. And so I think depending on the scenario, um, Yeah, I think you do need to have an attachment to something that doesn't feel like the opposite of freedom, which I would think is like bondage. I don't know what the exact opposite of freedom is, but just something where you are happily joined in a situation in order for it to be most successful. So I see that like in relationships and romantic relationships. They're better if you're going to have one and a good one and a happy, healthy one. It's better when you actually work together versus I'm free within this situation. Yes. Technically I am. I I shouldn't feel like I'm here with a gun to my head. Mm -hmm. Um, and I should feel like my life is better with you in it. Not, I don't care if you're here or not. Yeah. So I just think, I think it depends on the scenario.
0: Got you. Okay. Um, you answered my question. Okay. I I could tell you like where I was going with it. So first freedom, I think for me is freedom is all based on your alignment with the rules that are in place. Mm-hmm. That's all based off of how free you actually feel. Mm-hmm. Um If you, none of us feel like not being able to kill somebody is a restriction. Right. Cause we don't want to kill nobody. So right. we, f- we don't feel shackled or restricted by that. But if you were somebody who wanted to kill somebody, you may think that that's restrictive yeah. or like if, I wanted to hire a six year old to work at my business and the mom said it was good. The kid said they wanted to work and I'm willing to pay them. I think child labor laws are restrictive. Like you're impeding on my freedom to right. be able to, but if I'm aligned with the laws, I don't care. Like I don't think yeah, kids that age should work. So mm-hmm. I don't feel restricted by that. So your cage of freedom or not freedom is based off of your alignment with the rules. Um. So I say that to say is that when it comes to, Business, even career wise or in relationships, the true freedom is that, like, let's say somebody says something disrespect to you, disrespectful to you at your job, mm-hmm. being like, I'm not working it no more. Mm-hmm. Like, that's freedom because it's like, I got disrespected. I don't like the environment. I don't need this. I'm gone. Yeah. But, A lot of us, I say, in career aspects aren't free. We have debt, we have bills, we have... So we're not truly free because some of us will have to stay there because if we don't stay there, there's no way we could pay our bills or move on with life. Mm -hmm. We're stuck. Yeah. So in a relationship standpoint... It could be a little bit more challenging, but that's the first thing I thought of is just what is are you truly free in your relationship? If you're unhappy, if the person isn't giving you attention, if the person isn't doing something for you or doing something that you need, but you're hesitant to be able to leave because you can't not necessarily say survive, but get along without this person being here. So Mm -hmm. are you truly you're not truly like free, free yeah. to make the best decision for you, mm-hmm. or make the best decision for you know your own mental health. Because she didn't she say that she didn't feel this way like prior to yes. the situation. Yeah. So it's like you're in. It's like you're you're sacrificing one thing for another. Yeah, and you're literally
2: sacrificing yourself. Yourself. For your being, for, for stability, mm-hmm. for fi- for for your marriage, but for financial stability,
0: and that's the thing that that gets me to is at the end of this, she says that he takes care of us financially. Our future seems great. But it's like the whole paragraph you describe me does not sound like your future is great.
2: Yeah, but I think because she put that in the same sentence with financially, she that's means what she's attaching fi- that to. financial. The financial future looks great. Maybe I, he's doing things that is like setting up the family for a beautiful life financially.
0: And and I feel like she <clears throat> if she says she's forty, right? They're so both in their forties. They're both in their forties, and mm-hmm. I think that that's definitely an older mindset.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like that American dream, good like we financially got married Mm -hmm. got the house things are taken care of and as long as we're financially good and maybe y'all have stuff put away for retirement and y'all have these trips that y'all can do and like step into the world of power loyalty
1: and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
0: On paper, it seems like this would be the ideal situation that somebody would want to be in. And because financial things play such a huge part in our lives, we see that as kind of almost being the, sometimes the most important thing. As long as that thing is good, then we'll figure out how to navigate the others. Everything else, yeah. But it's like, from (laughs) what I'm hearing you describe and reading, it doesn't seem like... There is much of a future no. for you two. No, no, not as, as, unless your future as partners like intimately. No.
2: Not unless you plan for your future to literally only be rooted in you not having to financially do much of anything. Exactly. I don't understand. Um, and this theme has come up like so much, like in personal conversations, in things that I've watched, things that I've just seen, like memes. Of, like, this thing where so many people are l- literally like choosing bad situations day in and day out, like, over and over and over again. Like, the writing is on the wall, it's on all the walls, mm-hmm. it's on the walls in the bathroom, mm-hmm. in the living room, in the kitchen, in the car. Everything about it says, This is not good for you. This woman is saying she feels lonely. Sad, ugly at times, rejected, depressed, depressed, anxiety, anxiety. you are in therapy. You did not feel like this before you married your husband. You You said you did not feel like this before you married your husband. I don't know what else exactly you need to feel before <laughs> you feel like I got to get the fuck away from this. Like, I don't know what else you need to feel. Like how little, how much of you has to be chipped away before you decide like, okay, I, I've had enough because you're going to go so far if you don't make a radical decision to, to, and you know, we, we made, a an, an agreement doing real love scenario that when married people were right in, we would never say you should get divorced because yeah. it's such a heavy decision. And so be clear, I can't tell you, you should get divorced, but what I can tell you is that you are in a dangerous situation based on how you wrote it to the point where you're unrecognizable to yourself. And you might not even ever have a chance to leave this marriage if you don't wake up. You may not ever get that opportunity in twenty years from now. You, you, if you don't think you know yourself now, you definitely won't know yourself in twenty years. Mm-hmm. I don't. I assume that they're children because she speaks of family in this dynamic. That it's no way that you are lonely, sad, depressed, have anxiety, and the babies don't notice it. It's no way. You're mm-hmm. literally going to therapy for it. It's just no way. I don't understand it. Like I get being in a situation that you really want to work and really just trying your hardest is to make it work because your vows said for better or for worse till death do us part sometimes and this is going to sound crazy and yep y'all might drag me it's all right i'm totally okay with this let's see but and this is as a unmarried woman who certainly desires marriage to me some of y'all take them vows way too far Y'all really, really do. I agree. I pray to God that when I say that, I am in it for the. I'm in it for the haul. That days are gonna get tough. Times are gonna get hard. But if I am describing my marriage in this way for a consistent amount of time, the Lord is gonna have to. We go. We gonna have to work it out. God, I couldn't do it. I could not do that for till I till I died. I couldn't do that until I died. That worst was too worse for me. That was too hard. I'm in here with a man who knows my love language is touch, but he don't touch me. Not only does he not touch me, he doesn't even have sex with me. He's on his phone. Maybe it's not every second of the day, but it's enough for me to notice that you ain't paying me no attention. Mm -hmm. I am, again, not myself anymore. I'm sorry, but I can't live the one life that I got. Stand in a situation that is making me this way. I can't do that. So maybe I'm not made for marriage. That's, that's That might be possible. Only God will know. But I think it's ridiculous that so many people, even pre-marriage, you, they deal with stuff like this. Like, yeah. I can stomach it a little bit more when you actually are married, that you really are trying because you took your vows seriously. But... At what point, And I think that's bringing me to my question to to you because you said it very clear and I admire it. That like, yo, <clears throat> the, the the only way out of this marriage is death. That's that's how I see my marriage. But realistically, like, when is enough enough? Like, yes, there are hard things like abuse. No, you know, you like yeah. you get beat up. Like, leave right. But how much is too much?
0: I think that for me it's I only way out is death for me with my wife Mm -hmm. and with Brie. Now I think somebody can change it to a completely different person than what you knew them to be. Yes. And I, I think the borderline thing is that, as long as both people are fighting for it, mm-hmm. then I think there's always hope. Mm-hmm. The moment that one person checks out and is not fighting for it anymore, mm-hmm. then that's the time to where you just got to give it up because it's never going to work with just one person fighting one person in it, one person mm-hmm. trying to make it work or trying to you know, get things started. It's, it's just never going to happen. So I'm hoping that's not the case in this situation, but if you are talking to somebody and you're trying to tell them and communicate them what you need from them. Mm -hmm. And they're not responding to that. If you say, I feel like, so there's a thing that I tell people when you're in situations like this, where you feel like you're at the end, Mm -hmm. if you're in a situation to where whoever comes with, comes to you, whether it's a partner, your wife, your husband comes to you and says, I feel like we're at a point to where I don't really know what to do. I really want to go to therapy. If that person is like, no, Mm. then that's a huge, huge red flag on the way to maybe this situation isn't this. This thing isn't going to work out, Mm -hmm. because if I'm telling you that I don't feel like we are equipped. To handle this together, Mm -hmm. I want to try to find some outside help so that we can restore this or whatever we're doing. And you're telling me, no then that's already letting me know where your head is at because it's not even about you. I'm telling you, I need this. Mm -hmm. Like, I need this. Like, I booked counseling sessions because Brie told me she needed it for us. Not that I felt like we needed it. I felt like we could work out the problems. I felt like the issues weren't as big as she was Mm -hmm. making it seem. But she told me that she needed it. Yeah. What I do, I booked it. Mm-hmm. because if you telling me you feel like you need it, I'm doing everything I can to make sure that we're good and we're on the same page mm-hmm. and we can make things yeah, work.
2: Yeah, because if she gets what she needs, you get what you need. Exactly. She gets what she needs, you get what you need. It's a cer- it's a cycle. It's, a, it's supposed to be cyclical. It's supposed to be like that.
0: But if it's in a situation, so I don't know if this is a situation, but it seems like if you're writing in and you've gone through this whole time period that you've communicated to him multiple times how you feel, what mm-hmm. you want, mm-hmm. I hope you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that's the case and he's still not responding. And
2: I think she did because she said he told her there are things that she could do. And she says, I've been I've been doing them. And then things go good and then they don't. Then it, we just regress. We regress back to it just not being good. So it seems like it has been communicated. She didn't talk about therapy together. So yeah. I agree with you on that. That like maybe that's something you should bring up. Like, hey, we, maybe we should do this together. She's going to therapy on her own. But... Maybe your husband needs to be asked to go and and see what he thinks if he's open to it.
0: Yeah. And I think that I, hope so. I want to talk about this, too, because I think it's a big part of this is comfortability, like setting an environment of comfortability in your relationship. Mm-hmm. I feel like that happens a lot with women who sometimes deal with dudes who get comfortable. And sometimes it happens with women too, guys when you just get comfortable in the relationship mm-hmm. and you're comfortable doing the bare minimum <clears throat> that you realize the threats that the person make aren't necessarily going to be followed. Totally empty. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. totally empty threats. So you're just kind of coasting and you're cool and you're okay with it not being great, but it being like cool. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I see that a lot. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. What's what's your thoughts on on that or what contributes to that? And have you had any experience with With that?
2: that. Yes, I've had experience with that. Um, And I think it's in again in another really fully transparent moment about the fears of getting married, the fears of, of getting in a long term partnership. That is one of my greatest fears, like that. I will marry someone who. And and again, going back to, I don't expect no fairy tale perfect relationship. Mm. Of course not. Like, it's gonna be plenty of times where this ain't gonna be as magical as it was the first week I met you. But I'm very scared of getting married and then looking up in 10, 12, 13, 14, 15 years and being like, damn, we just here. We're just here you're just in this house, I'm just in this house, and we're just coasting. We're so comfortable that everything's running on this very monotonous bullshit schedule of, hey, hey, good morning, good morning. All right, see you later. Have a good day. Yep, blah, blah, blah. Come back in the house. What you, you want to eat? All right, dinner on the table. All right, good night. Yep. You putting the kids in the tub? Yep, I'll get them ready for bed. Good night. And you just keep doing that. I do, do not want that marriage at all. I do not want my partner to just give up to some degree and it's like we're just here and you have no fear of this not being a thing and I think healthy fear is a good thing I learned that as a child you learn that if you're Mm. spiritual we protect you absolutely something should keep your feet to the fire I don't ever want my person because I don't ever want to be in a marriage where I think that my husband won't leave that I think or I think that my husband won't a walk out of, of my life because I'm not being the wife that he wants me to be because I just think he here. Well, I got him. I'm married to him. He ain't going no damn where I don't got to do nothing. All, all he care about is a little food on the table. It's like those check-ins and those how are you feeling about our relationship? Or just trying to keep as much fun and joy in the relationship as much as possible. Because yes, when you have kids, you do have a schedule. Life does get regimented to some point. That doesn't mean our interactions have to be scripted and forced and weird. So yes, that scares me. As much as I feel like I want lifelong partnership. I'm also very scared, scared to get in a marriage and look at some of the people that I know that have been married for 20 years and they're just like the old ball and chain. Like we just here, I hate it. I, I don't, I don't want that. And so sometimes I'm like, sometimes a single life and the newness of meeting new people is actually fun, but you get tired of that, you need to get tired of that too. But I don't want it, hate it, hate it.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point that you made. I like that, that you should never be in a relationship to where you don't think your partner could leave. Yeah. Like you need to have that healthy fear because if you truly Mm -hmm. believe that no matter what you do, your partner will always be there, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: then you are liable to do anything sometimes. Yeah. Because there's no fear that they're ever going to go anywhere. Right. Right. Um, and
2: i mean leave off of like just me making bad decisions or having bad behavior but also like when you really think about it like death like i don't want whenever we leave this earth as as husband and wife i don't want that last day for you or for me to have been just like a shitty day and the last 10 been like that in the last 365 have been like that in the yeah. last 800 have been like that that you really didn't have a happy marriage like this is a choice you do not have to marry anyone it's mm. not a requirement in life very true. why would you choose it and then subsequently stay in something that is just not enhancing your life like it sounds very simple when you say it like if using which i love that you do you use metaphors a lot or put it in something a lot more simpler like, you know that green looks really bad on you. So it's a horrible color for you. Never mm. makes anything look good on you. But you go out and you buy this green dress and you you wear it and you hate it. Every time you look at yourself and you're like, oh my God, I look terrible. This dress is so ridiculous. Who are you mad at? You bought it. You know that green don't look good on you. Why yeah. would you even do that? <laughs> Why? Why would you do it? It was silly. So it's the same thing with relationships. I can't understand it for the life of me. Why sometimes we run towards things that we know really harm us or we stay inside of things that really, really harm us. Like, to me, it's so stupid. And I hate to say it because, of course, I've been there. I've stayed in situations longer than I should have. When I say I posted like earlier this week, like I declare mm-hmm. that I am no longer choosing things that do not enhance my life. That is foolish to say, hey, come on over here and ruin shit for me. Come on over here and waste <laughs> my time and not treat me nicely. That's... That's exactly what I'm looking for to just have my steam plucked at, and you know, just have really sad days where I cry all day because you know you're a piece of shit, yeah. And that's what I want in my life. That's crazy. It's crazy. Even within marriage, it's crazy. So I don't know. Like, do you ever? And you're you're newly married, but in a relationship for a long time. And I I I always say this. I love you guys, and I know that you have a real real sense of marriage. Like what really marriage is all about. But do you ever fear that like 20 years from now, damn, we just going to be in here. Like it's nothing like the first two years.
0: Uh, Bree maybe fears it more than I do. Okay. I don't, I don't really fear that being a thing. And maybe that's just because I'm in it now, mm-hmm. but I do think that there are so many like life Seems can seem long to a certain extent, but it moves fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. And there are so many different aspects of life that we have not explored yet Mm -hmm. that I think that always having something that's fairly new keeps the marriage fresh. Mm -hmm. So it's like Bri and I haven't bought a house yet, Bri and I haven't had kids yet, Bri and I haven't seen a kid graduate from high school, Bri and I haven't seen a kid go to college. Like, there's so many things throughout life that you're able to have some type of freshness with then you have grandkids and that's Mm -hmm. a new journey that you're going on and then trying to figure out where to retire like there's so many different aspects that i feel like as long as you guys are focused on each other and trying to Mm -hmm. you know make each other happy that there's ways to continue to evolve and grow and have fun Mm -hmm. with within the relationship so i don't necessarily fear like a stagnant you know um like this is a, a stagnant part of our relationship in 20 years. But I think one of the biggest parts, but the reasons that that is, is what we had talked about earlier, going back to the scenario is I think that it's important when people are in relationships. Like I want people to separate like the financial mm-hmm. part of a relationship or separate finances from the relationship, separate career front of relationship and understand all these things although they impact a relationship they aren't the relationship like the finance could buy a trip to greece but once you're on the trip together it's just you and that person Mm -hmm. so that relationship has to be a good relationship money can get you a big house but Once you're in that big house, it's the relationship and that bond with a relationship that's going to make that house truly feel like a home and truly be a great place to be. Um, Somebody can have a great career that can give them access to things and things like that. But once you're in those rooms and once you're in those places, it's just you, too. Mm -hmm. So it's like I think for Bree and I, what I love about us is that we have our careers And we have our money and stuff like that. But our relationship is something that we continue to work on. It's something that we focus on. Mm -hmm. So even outside of whether it's a lot of money or a little money or careers, things are going great or not going great. Mm -hmm. We still know that we love each other and we can say wherever you are, that's where home is. Yes, Because it's not about what place we're actually in physically it's mm-hmm. about our relationship and us being together so i feel like as long as that's the focus you'll be good but when your mind starts going to all these other different things mm-hmm. then it's hard to um, you know yeah. To, yeah to 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 keep it you've fresh made your, your relationship
2: going. about all the things and you've not made your relationship like you about up. the two people about taking care of each other because and and i think like when i've said before um you know, I always feel like I have to super clarify when I say I um I'm not just trying to be with someone for money. Yeah. Um, And then there's people that think I'm crazy. Like, so you so he can make five dollars and you wouldn't care. Of course not. Right. He, he has to make we'll more than five dollars, so you know, or um, if I say I'd want someone who makes good money and can take care of themselves like oh you just want somebody for their money absolutely not but every time I am saying that it is saying exactly what you just said I want someone who I enjoy separate from all of the things that they tangibly have like their career like their money like their car like their dog or their kids all all of those things are extensions of that person I really want to be able to like and love this person. If they had nothing, they had nothing. Would I actually like them? Could I live in a cardboard box with this man? Could I? I need to be with that guy. I need to be with the man that I can live in a mansion with and on the street with. I need to be with the man that I can. I would rather be at home arguing with you today than to be outside Outside. of this house having fun with somebody else. Mm -hmm because that's how much I love you, appreciate you, like you, and sincerely enjoy you. It's like that lyric where Jay-Z, it's kind of like, um, I feel like it's a little bit of a dig to Kanye being mad that he didn't come to his wedding. And most of us know that that is the time that him and Beyonce were having challenges in their marriage. And he was very much like, hey, your wedding is not significant enough for me to walk out to come to when me and my wife Even if it's for
0: 48 hours
2: it Can't do it It's just a tough time right now And he said I, even if my house is on fire I'm not leaving it And that means like if things are wrong in here I would rather it be wrong in here with you Because I value you that much So of course that doesn't mean take and, and deal with anything But that's the relationship that I want That's the person that I want I will walk through mud with you And on gold, gold grounds with you I will go to the moon with you I will, I ain't gonna go to hell with you, but we can go through some challenging things together. I have to love you separate from all the things that you come into this relationship with, money, dogs, mama, key. I have to I have to just really, really want you. So that is the key right there. That is exactly what I want. And I feel like when you find your person like that, it's, it would be very hard for that not to be a successful marriage. And I think so many people don't, Find that person. You married the person that just was around at the time. You married the person because you got them pregnant. Or you married the person because your mom thought that they were cool. You married the person because, well, you were together for four or five years in high school. Although you knew this is not it. Like, this person ain't doing it for me. You just, you're just you just checking off boxes. So I say, and I say in my prayers, like, God, you know the desires in my heart. You know what I want But more importantly, you know what I need. You know what I need. If I have to wait, just make him the one that I need. Make him the one that I want, but also make him the one that I need. Mm -hmm. I'll wait 10 more years for that. I'll wait 15 more years for that. I don't want to, but I will because it will be more than worth the wait. Yeah. It'll be more than worth it. So that's that's it for me. So this it saddens me. Like when I first read this, like not reading it on air, like it really made me sad that she's like, you're in a marriage and you feel lonely, sad, depressed, ugly, rejected by the one person who that's probably the only attention you actually care about. Yeah, That's the attention I care about. Mm. The, the hell would the, the rest of y'all think about me what I think about me matters, number one. Yeah. And the second to me is the person that I married. If he said I'm cute, it's not really nothing y'all can say. If he say I'm sexy, chill, I'm sexy. I cannot imagine being in a house with a person who rejects me and makes me feel unloved or not beautiful. Couldn't imagine it. Marriage yeah. or no marriage, I would have to choose. I would have to choose to walk away. I would fight for it, but I think you... And we haven't even touched on the infidelity where he didn't physically cheat, but you talking to other people and you recording videos of yourself doing sexual explicit things and you sending that to other people. So you you just it's too much of you being chipped away in this situation. So I don't get it. I get the money is nice because you ain't having to pay for nothing. But is it worth your soul? Is it worth everything? Is it worth your mind? It's worth your integrity and your respect? You can't buy those things. Yeah. Not for me.
0: And I, I want to. That was great, by the way. Thanks. Um, and I want to, when you ask me, just kind of revisit when you ask me, like, do I see, do I think that would be a thing for Brie and I mm-hmm. in 20 years or 30 years? Um, and what do I feel like it takes to not have to be, you know, at a level to where you're stagnant or, you know, get too comfortable. And I always say this and I've said it multiple times on this show, is that a relationship is not two halves coming together, but two holes growing together. Um, And I say that a lot because, number one, it's about being a whole individual when you come into a relationship Mm -hmm. and growing and not being half to where you're codependent on somebody Mm -hmm. to be able to live your life and and be in your relationship Mm -hmm. because that's not healthy. But also I feel like a lot of times people fail to project out their relationships Mm -hmm. and think, all right, this person is cool now, but what would this person look like as a father? What would this person look like if we were in a cardboard? What would this person look like if we were in a mansion? Like Thinking about the different scenarios and project out what their relationship could look like in different scenarios and different things because, again, this is not somebody that you're going to just sit with. This is somebody that you have to grow with, and there will be multiple things that happen throughout that relationship and throughout life, different things that could be thrown at you to where you need to try to get a, 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 an idea of if these different things come, can I still move forward with this person? Mm-hmm. And is this somebody I feel comfortable with? Do they seem like they're somebody who can withstand certain things or mm. that they could, you know, be okay with certain things or move forward with certain things. And I feel like a lot of people don't do that. Now in this situation, I don't know if that's the case. This is her second marriage. It seems like both of their second marriages. Mm -hmm. marriages. So they've kind of been through it. And I know that sometimes Mm -hmm. when people have been previously married, they feel like they have a better idea for what they want. But I feel like sometimes it can be a disheartening process Mm -hmm. to where it's like after the first marriage, you realize the things that you didn't value and the things you didn't want. And then sometimes sometimes, or a lot of times when there are issues and we see this in society today, whether that is with black people or women or LGBTQIA a- okay, plus, um, plus yes. community is that when you neglect a certain community or certain thing for so long, when the opportunity does happen or come for <laughs> that person or community or that for that thing to actually get some shine, it's almost like uh, over compensation for it for Mm -hmm. all of the oppression that was suffered before so i say to say sometimes when people get divorced they may have been in a situation for so long that something was such an issue maybe with her situation not saying that it is her last husband wasn't financially stable and that Mm -hmm. was just a huge issue with her and it caused so many problems in their relationship Mm -hmm. that now what she values is kind of different Mm -hmm. it's like now she may value the person with stability and money, because it's like, well, I've been on the other side to where yeah. the person we had fun and stuff like that, but I couldn't count on him. He wasn't mm-hmm. responsible. He didn't take care of the things he said he was going to take care of. And I saw how my life was in that situation. At least for better or for worse, he's taking At care he of every- taking
2: care of the bills. He taking yo. care of
0: everything. Mm-hmm. If I need something, I can go get it. Mm-hmm. But you know, I get that mindset, like, yeah. and that's a natural human emotion and feeling and reaction. And I'm not saying, as Rhonda said, you live a fairytale life to where you think you can have everything. But I talked about it also on this thing of the analogy of like if – somebody wants to get a good grade in your class, the first thing that they can do and have to do is show up to class. That's it. They can struggle in the class. They can show that, you know, they're trying to get it down, but they, you know, aren't necessarily getting it. But as long as they're showing up every day, that's at least the bare minimum. Yeah. So in your relationship, I'm not saying it has to be a fairy tale, but the bare minimum is that you need to at least show up show and give up. me time yes. and effort be and present. quality and be present. Yeah. That's the bare minimum. How well you do that. People can recognize effort. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the thing I don't think people recognize, understand relationships is like, it's not all or nothing or you have to be perfect. People recognize effort. Somebody can see my person isn't getting it down all the way, but they're trying. I can see them trying. Mm -hmm. I can see them i don't even like them flowers but they tried they bought the flowers yeah they were trying to do something sweet Mm -hmm. i don't even eat that restaurant or you know i don't wear that size or this thing they bought me is ugly Ugly. (laughs) (laughs) i don't like it the scent stinks like but i can see the effort and people Mm -hmm. recognize that effort so even in the situation mr anonymous is like i feel like the situation would be completely different if he did like Do things like touch her or give her a massage and she may feel like the massage don't even feel good, but she want the physical touch or she and then you're trying to at that point molding to be like, all right, this is how I would rather you do this or this is how I would like for you to do this. Mm -hmm. But I can sense the effort that you're trying to put in the issues come when. There is no effort. And I don't want people to think that it's getting it right or nothing. Mm -hmm. It's okay to get it wrong sometimes with the effort because that means something to the person. A lot of times it's the act to show like that you're trying and that you're doing something. It's not necessarily you're nailing it every time, which none of us are going to do newsflash. We're not always going to nail it or get it right every time. But if you show me that you if you're putting forth the effort, that translates to showing me that you care, and that translates to showing me that you hear me when I'm speaking. That's it. And then that is a whole nother realm of communication that opens up for your relationship. And what you'll understand is that if you show effort in a relationship, um you'll tend to get more grace from the person when it comes to certain things because they'll be not as harsh because it's like hey they're trying yeah. like
2: <laughs> i mean i think it's something on a super small scale um in my last re- my when my last relationship where we lived together he worked from home and a lot of times he was a project manager for the government at one point in our relationship and he would have meetings at all different times of the day because his clients were all over the world mm. And so there would be times where, when I left for work that morning, he's working a normal his normal nine nine to five, and I come home, cooking dinner or doing whatever, and he is maybe out for an hour or so to talk to me or do whatever, but then he's got to go back in and be in there for hours and hours and hours, and then, and and that would happen sometimes, constantly for days on end, every so often. One thing that he would always do that I really appreciated it, because he, of course, just is thinking like, I don't want her to think that I'm not here. Like, I know he physically in the house, but if I you over there is trapped in meetings, you're kind of not here. Yeah, he would. If he had a second, sometimes he would be on a call. He would mute that call while somebody else is talking, just pop in the bathroom and kiss me on my forehead or just come in and be like, you look so pretty. Those little things meant so much to me. They were so small, but Mm -hmm. it was just so that I knew, although he has now been working for 14 hours, 16 hours, 18 hours, he still is like, my lady is here. My woman is in this house and I don't want her to think that I ain't thinking about her. I don't care about her. Would I have rather him been in the bed and, us watching a movie or doing whatever. Yes, but we did that too. But if you just get so caught up in what you have going on that you can't even take a second. Like I'm very affectionate and touchy-touchy. So if I'm locked in on something and I haven't socked, I know you're in here, but I'm doing a podcast. I'm doing whatever. yeah. And I get an opportunity to just come out there and just like kiss you on your forehead or just touch your arm or say something to you. That little stuff says, although I'm crazy busy, you are still my priority. You are still who I care about. You. I still see you. I still see you. I'm locked in, but I still see you. I think about like famous people like uh, Dr. Phil, who whose wife would infamously, we know, famously sit in the audience of every single show. And when he would end that show, he will walk off that stage the exact same way, off the stage to the audience, and he got his wife and they walked in the back. That is something, to, it's not just for, I think it's not just for pomp and circumstance. It's to make sure that his wife knows that I see you, I care about you, and I want you here every day. I do. I want you here as often as I can have you here. Those little things just go such a long way. Going back to Barack and Michelle, there was almost you could probably count how many how few times Barack didn't try to make sure that y'all know it's her. Yeah. I love her. Sure. She the one. She's doing all the Y'all see Michelle? Y'all see my Y'all see my wife. Look at. It. Mm-hmm. He d- because of course he knows like yes, I really do feel this way about her, but this is hard for her. And I want to make sure that y'all clap it up for my wife. That y'all acknowledge her that she's in this room. It's not just about me. It's about us. People get so caught up in their relationships or what they're doing as individuals, which is important. You got to serve and fill your own cup. Yeah. But your person is still there. They still exist and knows very small things, whether they ugly. I don't really like it. I do want you to get that stuff right. Okay, don't keep buying me ugly sweaters. I don't want them. Okay, (laughs) figure out the ones I like. But it is the effort. It's those little teeny things. It's that in the middle of the day, sending me money for lunch. Just $20, babe. I thought about you. I know we we haven't been able to have dinner all week because I've been tied up on these projects at work. You know, I'm going to sit there and eat that $20 sandwich or that lunch. Like, my baby loved me. (laughs) He sent me lunch money today. He's so sweet. Yes. Check in. Stay locked in. Stay locked into your relationship as much as you possibly can.
0: Yeah, because when people are communicating things to you in that relationship, in your relationship, I think the thing that people want the most is to know that they're being heard. Mm -hmm.
2: And being seen.
0: And being seen. It's Mm -hmm. like, I just want to know that you hear me. I think things escalate because somebody may come back with a come or, you know, may hit somebody with a comeback. Mm -hmm. And. And the way they responded, the person is like, I don't think you understand where I'm coming from. I don't think you hear me. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like if you hear me, there wouldn't be a rebuttal to this. Like, it would just be like, okay, I hear you. I hear you. You know, I didn't mean to make you feel that way. Mm -hmm. If something I did, then I'll look at my actions to see if there's something I could do better. Mm -hmm. Because like I, I always say, it's not about being right. It's just about keeping the peace and just having a great relationship. Yeah, It's not a... If I if I did something to hurt you, I'm sorry.
2: I'm sorry, baby.
0: I'm sorry. That's it. And that's the thing that I don't get, because it's like, if you love somebody, you don't want to you don't mean to hurt them. If you love somebody, you don't ever mean to hurt them. Mm -hmm. So the person that you love tells you that something that you did hurt them, the only response should be, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you. I didn't realize the thing that I did was hurtful or I didn't. It's not a thing to where you're trying to tell them that their feelings aren't right because their mm. feelings can't be wrong. Their feelings. Yeah. Now how they got to the feelings may not be the most healthiest thinking or mm-hmm. stuff like that, but mm-hmm. them feeling the way they feel, that's just their feelings. That's just their Yep. And that's the person that you love and that's the person that you're with. So if they tell you that something that you did made them feel a certain way or made them feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. or made them feel not loved, then if you love them, it's like, all right, I love this person. I'm in a relationship with per- this person. How do I adjust and figure out a way to change it or you know, improve it or to mm-hmm. do better. Not because this is something that everybody else in the world requires, it's because the person that I love requires, requires this from it. me yeah. and says that they need it from from me. So therefore, because I love them and I'm with them, then I'll make the adjustment for them because I love them. Not for everybody else. Mm-hmm. If some random girl walking down the street is like, why don't you do this? I don't I'm not with you. So I don't gotta change or adjust. But if Shh, the person I don't. love is telling me they need something, I don't feel like I need to put up a huge argument with it it's just okay i understand that and it may be sometimes like i don't know if i could do that right now because of this or i'll figure mm-hmm. out a way but it's communicating more in a way of love versus like getting super defensive about it right. and then you get into your spats
2: the goal is so is to solve it
0: yes that's the goal, the goal. Is to solve the solutions
2: issue. yes <laughs> we're in here trying
0: to argue um
2: <laughs> i ain't finna argue with you <laughs> So I
0: think do you have any last final thoughts for Anonymous here?
2: I just I I definitely um feel like if she has not introduced the idea of them seeking counsel outside of themselves, I definitely think that she should suggest that and and I hope that he'll be open to it if she has suggested that and it has not worked. Um I just say, you know, choose you Choose yourself, you know, because in order to be a a happy, healthy wife, you that that, that's you. That's that's on you. If you are unable to do that because of this relationship, then how can you stay in it? Like, I don't I don't actually know. It sounds very sad. I'm not telling you to get divorced, but I'm telling you that if this is your life day in and day out, it does not sound like a marriage that I would want to stay in. It just doesn't not even for the sake of. All my bills are taken care of. Would it be, will it be hard for me to go out and take care of myself? I can't, um, I can't empathize with that. I, I can't relate to that because I've never been in a relationship where someone took care of all of my finances, like mm-hmm. literally every single bill. I don't know what that's like. So it wouldn't be hard for me to go out and get my own money. Cause I get my own money. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know. I'm sure that would be difficult for you, but. To stay in a situation where you are not recognizable to yourself, you're only harming yourself. What type of mom are you showing up as? What type of daughter? You're you something to a lot of other people than just your husband. Yeah. So you got to take care of yourself. Yes.
0: Uh, my last piece of advice is therapy. Mm-hmm. That's. Only thing I can suggest because although what it does sound like is that the relationship is not healthy for you and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of issues for you and with you in this situation, this is only one side of the story. And not saying that his perspective is the right perspective. Right. It's just but he offers a different perspective and the way that he may be receiving some of the things that you're doing may contribute to the environment that's being set Mm -hmm. like no matter how bad of situations i've seen i've never seen a situation unless it's like something crazy but even in abusive situations i've never seen a situation where one person is completely at fault and the other person is completely blameless to a certain extent of course you know what i'm saying is that there are certain things that set an environment or made somebody feel like that was okay Mm -hmm. to do or maybe like It seems like you're open with how you feel and you've expressed that to him, but he may be in a situation where sometimes men struggle with communicating things. (laughs) Sometimes men sweep things under the rug and they feel like, all right, if I'm taking care of this, I'll be fine. Or they'll, some people, if they're getting attacked, some people lash out, some people curl in mm-hmm. and they won't say anything. Yeah, um, They'll just in their actions, they'll distance themselves from you, but they won't actually like verbally say I'm mm-hmm. getting tired of this or whatever. So that's why I think therapy is so important because if you want to be with this man and you want to stay with this man and I understand it's your second marriage, you want this to succeed and yeah. you want this to be a thing that works out, go to therapy because I think even more importantly, even for him to hear you, but I think more importantly for you to understand his mindset Mm -hmm. um, and having somebody talk through those things with him because I think that there is a perspective that's his perspective that you're probably not getting Mm -hmm. and maybe there are some things that you can help, that you can do to help contribute to him turning it around Mm -hmm. um, or why he's so engulfed in this. You don't know. I've seen so many different reasons why. Mm -hmm. It could be the nagging. It could be, your parents may have changed over time. Like yeah. th- these are all it could different be things. That he
2: pays all the bills, and he maybe yeah.
0: don't really want to do
2: that. It's 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 so knows? many
0: different things mm-hmm. that it could be. And not saying it's your fault or anything like that, but I think you would gain a lot from being able to really hear his perspective in a way that you know like I said, having a a neutral party who can maybe translate Mm -hmm. because I'm sure he's probably said things if you said things to him, but it's hard to communicate feelings sometimes to people Mm -hmm. and understanding your feelings or why you feel a certain way. Cause I feel like that's the thing too, that a lot of people think when they're arguing with somebody or having a conversation with somebody or, you know, I said arguing or talking to somebody about something that's extreme or vital in a relationship mm-hmm. that they assume the person knows how they feel mm-hmm. and knows why they feel that way. Right? It's like, you'll badger somebody and be like, why'd you do this? Why'd you do this? Or why'd you act like this? And a lot of times the person don't even know why sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know. I just did it, mm-hmm. but I don't know why I did it. So therapy, it would be my suggestion. Yeah. Yep. Cause I don't want you to have another divorce. And I know, you know, that would suck. So, yeah,
2: For sure. For sure. We wish you all the best. We do. Um, We really, really do. I would really like an update. I say that and I never get them, (laughs) y'all. But from you, Anonymous, if you're watching, which I hope you are, keep us posted. Yes, please do. We're wishing for the best results for both of you.
0: Um, No bad advice for you.
2: No, definitely no bad advice. No bad advice is going to work. Yeah, sis, it is what it is. And for those of you that are going to try to say that Dre and I just don't know because Dre's newly married and, well, I've never been married. Um, I only say that. I only say this to that. There are plenty of 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 year marriages that are very happy. That have had their challenges, but they're mm-hmm. not over there like, huh, yeah, shoot. You saying that now? Wait till you've been married for 20 years. If that's your reaction to what you are hearing, sounds like you've been one of the marriages that I would have no interest in being in anyway. If if, if I got to wait till the 20-year mark to realize, me, huh, well, look, huh, can't stand you, that ain't what that ain't what we're talking about. We're talking about happy, healthy relationships, okay? That's what we talking about.
0: Show me anything that doesn't have as downs, ups and downs, career, Please. job everything like yeah. everything has the ups and downs it's but it's the- supposed
2: to have ups yeah and that's what y'all don't realize <laughs> it's not supposed to only have downs it's, not it's supposed, supposed to have it. ups and downs that's how this works okay ups and downs ups and da- more ups more ups than downs than
0: downs for sure
2: if you have an all downs just stop it and no, no, no trash (laughs) trash thanks for watching though
0: (laughs) thanks for watching um (laughs) thank you for watching thank you for listening if you're still here make sure you rate us, us on apple review. or spotify and leave us a review because obviously you're a fan of what we are doing if you lasted this long um <laughs> so you
2: follow us on social
0: yeah follow us on social at sdrae smith at ronnie cakes and at relationship restored and make sure you write into us go to relationship go to the contact us section and you'll be able to write in your real life scenario for the possibility of it being read on this show period period we'll see y'all later